What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Matt Ramage Show. All right, presented by Quick Trip, as always. All right, I, I, I have a really cool guest today, all right, people? A little bit different than what we do usually at, on this show. Usually just I'm just buzzed up, which I ain't gonna lie, I am a little bit. But we got a serious, I wouldn't say a serious conversation, but uh, Packers history, people. All right, Packers history. Let me uh, bring this up here real quick. My guest today is Daniel Zilmer from PackersHistory.com. All right, he's a really cool guy because uh, I, I've been following him for a while, and he like he seems like he knows everything. But without further ado, let's just bring him in here. All right, people, let's learn about a little Packer history today, people. What is up, man? How are you doing, Daniel? Doing good. How you doing, Matt? I am good. So first of all, what do they call you? Do, do they call you Daniel or do they call you Dan? Because we're friends now, so I want to talk to you like a, like your friends do. Yeah, right. So uh, at work, they call me Dan, so my family calls me Daniel, so I think you should be calling me Daniel. You know? All right, because we're family now. We're, we're family. family. Yeah. We're family. All right, so uh, yeah, usually I, on this show, I'm usually just a little buzzed up, ranting and raving about the Packers, but I want to let everyone know real quick be, before we get started on this. We're not going to talk about the Packers and like what's going on for the agency. We're not going to talk about Kevin King. We're not going to talk about these things. Today we're talking about Packers history. I want to learn some because I I know a little bit about Packers history, and and not like not like you do. Uh, you you said Dan, right? Dan, you know what did your family call you? Daniel, but Daniel. No, no, I'm calling you Daniel. That's what it is. I got it written down. Uh, <laughs> no mental chamber. No, but uh, so Daniel, you're uh. You know a lot. Like, I, I know the basics. I know that at some point the Bears helped the Packers financially. I know that I, – I don't I actually I, – I, I ain't going to lie. I don't know a lot. <laughs> I wouldn't even say the basics. I, I know some stuff. I read some stuff at some point. I went to Green Bay East High School. Oh. And uh, so, like, I, I remember I, I ran the track. I was on the field. I, I, I didn't run very fast, but I was there. And uh, – but I, 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 I want to get into this thing. And people, if, if you're commenting, all right, and you have questions about like the Packers history, like the stuff we're talking about. I'll bring it up here and, and we'll ask them. And dude, I I I think this could be fun. I think it could be, could be a fun thing that that we do it every now and again and, and talk about different players like Paul Horning. I think is very interesting. Like Ray yeah. Nitschke. I was one of the first people to walk across the Ray Nitschke Bridge. I rode my bike across it because yeah. it, it was like five o'clock in the morning. I worked at Perkins Restaurant in Green Bay, and uh, they've been building this bridge for like ever, right? And then you can never go through it. So one day I was riding my bike. I was going home at like five in the morning and uh, they just let me through. So I think I was one of the first people to cross the Ray Nitschke bridge. That's, that's pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I hold that even though it, there's probably a lot of people, contractors and all these type of people who built it probably walked across it <laughs> before I did. But uh, I was one of the first people who had nothing to do with the bridge to get across. But anyways, let's get into this thing. Everyone. Meet Daniel uh, Zilmer, PackersHistory.com. Everyone, be sure to check that out. Uh, I, I, you have a really cool website. Thank First you. of all, before we get into that, all right, how did you get into this? Like, like, how do you know? Like, so yeah. much. Like, how did the website start? The social media stuff. How did you just start saying, "I want to, I want to show everyone, tell the world about Packers history"? Sure. So, uh, yeah, about uh, 20, 2012 or so, I started. Uh, blogging and writing for a couple different sites um not going to name any here but you've, you've heard of a few of them you know smaller like little little blog sites and all that and uh 
just kind of, you know, cutting my teeth there, you know, getting stuff uh, featured every once in a while. And then uh, it just basically got to the point where um, I was kind of sick of, uh, you know, just writing for clicks and making other people money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, and I was living in Chicago at the time and uh, um, just writing full time, like working 70, 80 hours a week, you know, because it was all about the clicks, you know, clicks, baby. And yeah. uh, I was so sick of making other people money that I decided to uh, start my own site and make no money. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> and I've been enjoying it a lot more. Like, it's just fun to not have a deadline. No one telling me what to do. Um, so I have an idea. We, um, we write it. <laughs> whenever we want, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't answer to anyone. So, um, yeah, but then just years and years of, uh, research, watching things, reading things, you know, endless books, you know, my, my stack of Packers books is as high as, uh, high as can be. And, uh, it's just kind of led me here. Yeah, no, I love it because I've actually, uh, first of all, shout out to Austin. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in Austin. Uh, but I've actually asked you questions. Like I DM'd you because like, like I would, I, I would tweet things and, Facebook stuff, and mm -hmm. I was like, I want to be factual. I want to make sure that I'm right. So instead of Googling it, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'll just DM this guy because you seem to know so much, and I think you're more dependable than Google. You've, you've never steered me wrong. You know all the things. So I I want to get into this. All right. So I used like uh, actually, I'll get into that later when we get to that point because uh, I got a little history myself, all right? There you go. But, like, how how were the Packers started? Like, what was the first conceivable part of the Packers football team? Like, like what was, the, like, the beginning, like, obviously there was some kind of, like, rugby-type football team, like, or, like, some I, – I, I think I read somewhere that it was, like, a, just a regular, like, a local team. But, anyways, you tell me, like, w what was the first instance of of the Packers team? Yeah, so let me kind of like set the stage here, if you don't mind going back in time a little bit. Um, Let's do it. Yeah, so one one of the things that I kind of want to get across here too, and it's kind of always um, present when when we write, um, is people think about the ancient Packers, ancient Packers, and they think it's like ancient history. They think it doesn't matter. They think it happened so long ago. You know what I mean? Hey, Mark. Um, that uh, what they don't understand is that Sister Jean, you know, everyone's favorite Catholic. She was born 10 days after the Packers were created. 10 days. And she's still alive. That's one human. Whoa, that's one freaking lifetime. Yeah, so that, that that's one human ago. And it, and actually not even because a human's still going. It's a yeah, it's, it's one human ago. It's it's so when people like dismiss it and they're like, oh, you know, Arnie Herbert, he doesn't mean anything. Johnny Blood, oh, you know, it no, it does matter. I mean, it's one human ago. So kind of off that note, um, we're going to kind of go back in time a little bit. So All right. I would take us to uh, four years before the um, Civil War or four years after the Civil War ended. Right. That was the first ever game in 1869 between uh, Rutgers and I believe it was Princeton. So there's the first time organized football had ever been played. Like they played like that brutal rugby style that you're talking yeah. about. And, and they played it, too. I mean, the first organized football was also just as brutal and, and ruthless. I mean, we're talking like blocking wasn't invented yet. They just went and crushed each other. So um, the first when the first like game was ever played between those two teams, Packers were still 50 years away from being created. So organized football predates the Packers by 50 years. That was yeah, so they, yeah, so they were just – dude, I can't imagine like what that was like because like 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 I, I, I haven't – you see old clips, but like – 
just imagine 50 years before that. Yeah. Like what they were doing. Like people were getting handicapped for yeah. free. And like not even free because they were they were playing for basically free 50 years later. I mean, right. within reason, like it wasn't a living. So, but like 50 years earlier, they probably didn't even have helmets. They were just, oh, no. it was like third grade, you in your backyard in a snowsuit playing in the snow. But you were really getting hit. <laughs> yeah, picking up your little brother and smashing him on Dude, your Dude, I remember playing. Yeah, but yeah, so so for 50 years, they, they had organized football. Like, Actually, yeah. th that's something I didn't know. And that's probably going to be a trend well, as we talk of things I didn't know. That's number one. <laughs> yeah, so like that's, that's when like the 1870s, 80s, and 90s, that's like when college football started to like really come about and started to, you know, become king. So, and it was, it was in those days that um, it, it was all amateur football. There was no semblance of professional football, of course. And then yeah. it slowly migrated from the Northeast toward the Midwest, uh, the game, you know, that's, that's how football moved. And when it hit Western Pennsylvania, like Pittsburgh area, that's when it, it first became a professional game when they were started paying people. Um, they paid one guy, one of the two Pittsburgh teams that hated each other, they paid him $500 to play in one game, which back then, that was more than your entire salary. What year was that? I think it was 18, um, uh, 1892. Yeah. Yeah, it's because you think about it, because I watched Little House on a Prairie a lot, right? I grew up on that thing. And it was like 18... Oh. In the eighties during that during that yeah, show, and Charles Woods or uh, Charles Woods, <laughs> Charles Ingalls would have done about anything for five hundred dollars, right? So, and actually, and during that show, Albert Ingalls. I'm not trying to get into Charles Ingalls, Little House of Prairie here, but uh, they were playing football in that show. Oh, that's that's how I knew that it was a thing back then. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know how factual that show is, but <laughs> incredibly, but, incredibly factual. Yeah, but Albert Ingalls was. Was playing football, he got hurt. It was a whole thing. I don't want to get into. I'm not going to turn this into a little Hulse of the Prairie show, but uh, yeah. So I, I kind of knew that it was back then. I, I didn't actually. I didn't think about that till now. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, that that's crazy. Five hundred dollars at that time could have bought a store, probably a house. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Ten houses. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, professional football. Was, I mean, he was paid in secret, but everyone knew it. So, I mean, it's like an open secret type thing. So that's kind of like open the gates for like, yeah. this is a profit. Like we, we, we can make some money on this. Obviously it didn't get to that level that it is now <laughs> yeah. overnight, but like that was the first maybe trace of money changing hands. Right. And, and so we're still in this timeline, we're still 27 years away from the Packers forming. We're, we're still 27 years away. So that's how long like this, like amateur semi-pro and then very sloppy pro football was, you know, just kind of uh, trudging along. Yeah, that's wild. So, like, do you know, like, the the first trace of football? Like, do you know, like, it, is it documented, like, who invented it? Well, if you want to get crazy, um, uh, in the Odyssey, they make some uh, 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 comments about people playing with a ball. They could have been playing football back then. But, no, it's, it has its roots, like, uh, in Europe, um, in, like, just kind of like the rugby thing. Yeah, um, you know, just playing with a ball, picking up a ball and trying to put it over a line, basically. Yeah, and, which is funny because like it's American football. So yeah. if the, if that's where it started over there, and they're like, we don't like that. We're gonna call it soccer. I, or like yeah, football, right. soccer. You know, I mean the whole opposite thing. 
Yeah, I think I think it truly became American football when um, with the forward pass. You know what I mean? That, oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, where yeah. It, you know it really becomes what it uh, what it became. So, like, skipping ahead. So, like, when was like the first team like like Acme Packers the playing? Because I went to Green Bay East High School. Like, when was I? I, I think that that was the first place they played. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. I don't know. But no, that, that's what my teacher was huge yeah yeah so when when did it skip ahead to that and get to uh the the packers in green bay right right so you'd be getting to about um well the whole time from the 1880s probably right up until that uh you know 1918 you had teams getting together that wanted to be pro or kind of had ambitions to be semi-pro they liked playing football Basically, they were like mill workers and railroad workers that just got super wasted and wanted to hit each yeah, other. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah, right. But at least now it's like they're not going to go to jail because you're you're doing it during a game. You know, everyone signed up for this. Um, so yeah, year, every single year in Green Bay, like um, teams were put together. No different than the way that Lambo did it. It's just that one stuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. So b- before we go on with that, because like uh. Mark has a good comment here, and it's something that Hall is talking to people. the The oldest teams in the NFL history, in, in the NFL today, is it? It's the Packers, Bears, and Cardinals. I think Cardinals number one, right? Yeah, they they um, I believe it was uh, 1898. They were they were formed. The Cardinals. And, and, and number two is it? Is it the Packers and then the Bears or? Uh, yeah. So, so I mean, there there are people out there that claim that you know the Packers should have. Uh, ownership over it all because teams similar to them in that area were playing since the, you know, 1895. But yeah, it would be the Packers 1919 and then the Bears 1920. And there you go. So the Packers beat the Bears and that they beat them into the league and they've been beating them ever since, except through like the 70s and the 80s. But we don't talk about those years. Yeah, the lean years. That's a little, uh, yeah. So where is the first place that 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 the Packers played? Like, at, I wouldn't say. Let, let, let's go to nineteen nineteen. Yeah, when they well, first were, because that is when they were first a real. Because it wasn't the NFL then, was it? No. So nineteen nineteen. So to to put it in proper context, um, Curly Lambeau is a uh, star athlete. He goes to Notre Dame as a freshman. You know, he's already going to be making a name for himself. He gets uh, bad tonsillitis. And he can't go back for the next semester. So he stays home. He gets a what he considers to be an awesome job um, at the Indian Packing Company. And uh, imagine this. So it's, it's, you know, 1918 turning into 1919. Imagine your Lambo. He's 21 years old. He goes up to his boss and he's like, hi, uh, you know how we have that pandemic going on? And we're only a couple years removed from World War II. Uh, can I have $500 for a football team, you know, for equipment and jerseys? And his boss is apparently just like, yeah, great idea. <laughs> I mean, the guts for to be 21 years old and to like walk up to your boss and ask for that. You know what I mean? So what, what year is this? 19, 1919. Yeah. So, so we, you said World War II. Oh, World War One. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. First of all, because I don't know anything about World War One, so I was like, I think he means World War One, but I I know World War Two, but I don't know World War. <laughs> I'm a little buzzed up, people, but uh, yeah, but so yeah, because I I heard it because it was a Green Bay uh, or the Acme Packaging Company, right? 
Yeah. So and, Indian, Indian Packing Company was the initial sponsor, I guess you'd say. Uh, um, and then uh, they actually, I think they went under or they got um, absorbed by Acme Packing Company. Oh, okay. Okay. And they yeah. kind of uh, took over ownership of the team or, or sponsorship, I should say. And uh, they're actually an Illinois-based company. So that was a little brutal to find yeah, out. Yeah, that that is fun. So <laughs> how did the the Press Gazette, the, the Press Gazette had a big, is, is that further yeah. along the line? I don't yeah, want to jump no, ahead. It's pretty much right away because he apparently just ran into George uh, Calhoun, who ended up being the co-founder, and uh, was kind of telling him, oh, I, I still want to play football, but you know he's not going back to Notre Dame. And then Calhoun actually kind of uh, told him, hey, you should actually start a team here. And he said, all right, I will. And then uh, <laughs> Calhoun had so much pull within the newspaper that uh, that he put out the, the initial press release um, to, to find players. And then just all along the way, uh, that's one of the – like I think I have like six main tenants on why the Packers stayed, how they made it, you know what I mean? And yeah. didn't fold like all the other small teams. One of them is Calhoun, he, the propaganda machine. You know what I mean? He – if you own the paper, I mean, you can. Oh, that for sure. Back then, there was no other source of information. You know what I mean? Yeah, they didn't have Twitter back then. No. <laughs> God. Yeah, so because I, I I used to have a paper route, which I, I, I ever obviously everybody or like most like I would say 70 percent of people used to have paper route, but I had a paper route as an adult, nice. a, and as a kid, I'd like. Dude, I had some paper routes. But <laughs> but as an adult, I had a paper route. And I used to go to the Press Gazette. And I, I used to work 6 at night to 2 in the morning. And at, and at 2 in the morning, I would drive straight to the Press Gazette. I would go inside. I'd get my papers ready. I'd put them in bags if it was raining. I'd get them all ready. It was like a side gig. It was like for Christmas money. Sure. And, uh, and it was like the old uh, paper machines were still up there. They didn't use them oh, anymore. That's... You know, like... Yeah, like yeah. in the movies, like when the papers are flying above their heads and all that. And there was like things about the Packers like in there like, oh, because they didn't remodel. They're just like, this is just it. We're just going to leave it like this. And that's, sweet, though. that's that's awesome that they didn't. Yeah, it, it, it's actually like a really like a historical thing. But that is like where the Packers were like founded, right? Like in those offices, not in that room. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but they're like offices like in that building. I remember thinking that at the time as I was doing this paper route, thinking, why am I here at three o'clock in the morning getting That's these the papers epic, ready? Like, what am I doing in my life? But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that is where it all went down in the press because that building, because that, that didn't change it. It's on the corner, it's right down, mm -hmm. uh, downtown Green Bay. That is where the Packers were like founded, and that's where all the, all the paperwork happened. Yeah, in one of the editorial rooms. Yeah, it became official August 11th, 1919, and Sister Jean was born 10 days later. <laughs> so, Let's break this down for like, because every team has an owner. I, maybe back then they didn't all have owners. I'm not sure if there was some community base. But how did it come that the Packers didn't have an owner? Like, like at, at one point, was there an owner? Was Curly Lambeau the owner at one point, and then it changed? Or like, I yeah, I, I don't I, understand I, that part. Yeah, I guess you could you could kind of slot him into that role, um, but it wasn't it wasn't like official. You know what I mean? Nothing was official in those first few years, especially the first two years when they were just an independent. They they just played teams from mostly Wisconsin and a few from Michigan. Um, just beat them all by fifty. Yeah, you know? so it wasn't like they were going to be like what they ended up being. It was just right. like they were just one of many. That well, yeah, just... and the catalyst is probably nineteen twenty three, and this is when they are in 
what's you know the NFL. Um, they did that. They did their first stock sale just because they were going to fold. I mean, where every other team, like you know, from these other small towns, just is like we're out of money, so they're just like, I guess we're going to go home now. Uh, yeah. The so they got creative and and did that first stock sale, and then by doing that, it just set everything in motion, so, locked it in. I don't mean to cut you off. So, but no. so who is in charge of that stock sale? Who makes that decision? We should have a stock. Is, is there a board of people? Is it Clay Lambo? Is it? It, it, it was kind of like uh, community generated. You know what I mean? And then uh, just of, of, of them kind of getting creative. And then you have you have like kind of the famous businessmen from those days in Green Bay that um, I don't know if they just love football. I don't know if they saw the, um, the the future economic impact, but they just did everything they could to you know what the, the big saying is pass the hat that's how they because they did where they played they didn't even have a, a um fence so they couldn't even charge admission yeah people are like why would i pay there's no fence yeah i'm not paying <laughs> so they pass the hat around and uh you know and then you get into like the the hungry five the businessmen that just like wouldn't let the team die and uh, uh, i i would think that like just all my guesstimation because like i'm just an idiot a little buzzed up on a tuesday afternoon night, whatever it is but uh, I would think they, they just liked watching it. They probably went down there, drank some beer, had a good time, and they were like, we don't want this to end. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, you ever been to a party and you run out of beer? What do you do? You pass the hat. We need some more yeah. beer. One more <laughs> beer one. Yeah. Yeah. So I would think it, it's something like that. Like, I'm just guessing. I have no knowledge of anything. And, yeah. Uh, which I thought I did before we started this conversation. Then I realized I don't know anything. <laughs> so, uh. Who how how does it go for like nineteen twenty? So who's the coach? Is there a coach like that's notable at at that time? Like because Curly Lambeau, he played right. Like he yeah he he played and he his title was um captain, which in our conventional sense we think of like team captain. That essentially meant head coach as well. They okay. were credited in those first few years of having a, a of an actual head coach. Um. I don't even, I don't even remember his name. It, it's so insignificant. No one honors that. They'd say you were coach in name only team captain was the coach back then. So yeah, he was a straight up player coach. And even in the NFL record books, they, they, um, they count his wins go toward his uh, head coaching, um, you know, history. Also they count his coaching as he was playing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, that that's beautiful. See, that is the thing. Let's take a pause from like all this going forward. But like when when people talk about like like they don't want to count nineteen twenty and nineteen yeah. whatever when the championship started happening. Like, dude, I, I call it BS. But at the same time, a lot of Packer fans will talk about thirteen time champions, but they want to discredit the Bears for their because the Bears yeah, that's had garbage. that's a garbage yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah. So like you can't if you're gonna count the Packers, count the Bears, count the Browns, count. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Cardinals did their thing back in the day at some point. A little bit. They they, yeah. they have this, for being the oldest team. They have the saddest history. <laughs> My God. You know, at some point you got to go on a run. You think? Yeah, <laughs> so, so when did Curly Lambeau like? Because first of all, where were they playing it in 1923? Like where was? What well, was that happening? So the first, their first ever stadium was the Hagermeister Park, which is awesome because it was owned by the brewery, which is the most okay. Wisconsin, most Packers thing ever. Their first state, their first you know field was owned by a brewery. 
You know what I mean? Uh, it's just beautiful. So where was it? Like, is there a place today that you could point in Green Bay that that place was? Because, like, I grew up in Green Bay. I know it. Like, was yeah. that one of the parks I played at? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, it could be. There, there's um, Bellevue, Bellevue Park as well. There's a couple of them there that you can, you know, go to. So Bellevue Park, is that – I think I know that park. I, I don't know. I, I used to play at a park over in Bellevue. It's probably at the same park because they probably built they probably built a few more since then. It might be yeah. like a trailer park by now. Who knows? Right. <laughs> so, uh, when did they move to East High School? Like, when did the I is that like crazy later in time? I don't want to jump too far ahead here. No, you're good. Um, I don't. I, I'd actually have to look up the exact date on that. Um, you're talking, and then when they went to uh, they had. Um, then eventually city stadium and all that. Yeah, because I grew up, first of all, shout out to everyone who's, who's watching anybody who's listening to iTunes or Spotify or the podcast, whatever. I appreciate you. We got to recognize some of the people commenting who, who are watching live. Uh, we got barstool medium cat. I think he's a bears fan. He, he, he like, he trolls me on, on Twitter, but I, I, I respect it. You know what I mean? I respect it. And, uh, Mark Deaton, we got Megan over here, Megan Miller, Tune and educate me. I love, dude. I I love this. I I feel like we're learning some stuff. All right. So uh, Green Bay Packer Daily on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You should find him. He's really good people. Uh, post some good stuff. But uh, he's tuning in. Anyways, so let's go back to it. All right. Uh, sure. I think I I think I got lost. So 1920s. So they play with Curly Lambeau playing coaching at the same time. So at what point do they transfer? Like, like he obviously his career ends at some point where he stops playing. Yeah. And, and then th does he go to immediately to coach? Yeah. So do, do they win championships while he's just playing? Maybe I'm just buzzed up. He, I should know this stuff. No, you're good. He, he won uh, the first, the first one of their, their initial three Pete. And then oh. that, that was like the catalyst. That was the moment. Then he was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to be uh you know, coach ambassador and everything else. So, like, so, so technically, he was, like, the owner. Like, not really because, like, he didn't he didn't have no yachts. He didn't have. <laughs> right, yeah. But, yeah, he was. Because I, I doubt at that time, it, it's like today, I own it. It's probably just, like, presumably, like, it is what it is, but I'm running it. So, yeah, I make... uh, Yeah, I wouldn't call him owner, but you would call him, like, uh, he was the Packers. You know what I mean? They, yeah, yeah. They were successful because of his, I, I call it his stupid bravery you know what i mean yeah. he, he had no fear you know what i mean to, to to do anything so you know he uh then that's kind of one of the moments too that i want to get to like in the late 20s he challenged the uh reigning uh uh nfl champs the new york giants to a game in new york and they're kind of like all right who the heck are you you know and then the packers go there and, and actually beat them Oh, okay. So and the that, Packers weren't like respected that way. No, they were just. Uh, you got to remember, like it's only when looking back that we we see how special the Packers are. In that time, they were just one of dozens yeah, of, a bunch of, of these different. tiny small town teams that came and went. You know, no one thought every everyone on earth must have thought that they're going to fold next year. Yeah, they were just enjoying it while they can, or yeah. laughing at it from a distance. Mm hmm. Yeah, exactly. It, it, right. No one thought they could would actually be anything. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to move on, but first I have to apologize. 
because uh, Barstool Medium Cats, he's a Packers fan, not a Goot fan. So I called him a Bears fan, and I actually thought he was for a while because on Twitter he tweets me. So sure. I, 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 dude, anyone I call a Bears fan that's not a Bears fan, I apologize for that. And uh, yeah, we're probably gonna disagree on some stuff on that, but like I, uh, <laughs> I do apologize. So they they challenge a giant, dude. This is like David versus Goliath stuff, right? Yeah, completely. So the, they challenge the Giants. They go to the Giants, right? They yeah, go there. 1928. They go to New York, and the Giants are like, "Yeah, sure, we'll, 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 we'll you can come here if you want." It's like a scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what set everything in motion too. Because bam, they beat the Giants. The football world is like, okay, I guess this small town team has something. And then they go and sign uh, Johnny Blood, Mike Michalski, and Cal Hubbard. And they really – two linemen and a back. And then they really – and then that's when they went on their three-peat, you know. One, yeah, because yeah, in, in the 30s, early 30s, they went on a run because I remember the signs. Uh, <laughs> and uh, was it like was it like 29, 30, yeah. 31? Yeah. So, yeah, so I know some stuff sometimes, people. <laughs> so – then they do that, so that 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 kind of gains some, some respect. Do oh, they yeah. get like in like the the loop then, and like, the, like they're amongst like because because like there were schedules, right? They were probably weren't a, weren't a playing these guys regularly before, right? Yeah, they weren't respected that way. Yeah, the NFL got more and more organized with every, with every season that went by. Like there were years when uh, one team would play four games and the other team would play 10 games. Like it, it was just madness. You know what I mean? And it just slowly got more and more organized to where everyone was playing the same amount of teams. Ev- you know, everyone was playing by the same rules and everything. Yeah. So when did, uh, like, let, let's say like, when did uh, like the forties hit, right? When did like, I don't know how many, I don't I don't know how to word this. Though. I'm a little buzzed up here, here people. So like, because obviously Lombardi didn't come to like the '60s. So like, what happened between like the, the '30s and '40s? Like, as the NFL's building, uh, how how did the Packers keep it going? Like, because like money wise, I don't know if it cost a lot of money back then to keep a team. But like, what happened like after that first three peat run? Like, what happened forward? Yeah. So after the first three peat, they um. Well, partway through it, they got Arnie Herber, um, also a, a Green Bay hometown kid. Um, he was their – I call him their quarterback because we can make sense of things. He was a tailback. but yeah, so that back then they didn't have they, they had quarterbacks, but they didn't really throw. Yeah, so there's a guy that hands it off. Yeah, this, this <laughs> dude, he was – in, in every conventional sense, he was their quarterback. You know, he was the one that – the game's on the line. He's the one throwing the ball. He came to be, and they – they won, you know, those three straight championships. And then I think uh, the Bears won one, I think, right after that. You know, that rivalry going back and forth. And then um, what happens next? Don Hudson, baby. That's yeah. So let me ask you this. I, I, I definitely want to get into, get into Don Hudson. First of all, shout out to Trevor tuning in. He says, cheers, Mr. Ramage. Need to grab a beer sometime? Yo, I'm always down to drink some beer. <laughs> but when was, like, that that Bears rivalry, when was the first hint of it? Are we not there yet? Is that no, no, a little we, bit? I we kind of glossed over a little bit to be honest. All right, so we we, we got to step back. I I I, do, I hate the Bears, and everyone knows, right? So like, how did that like confrontation type of thing start? Yeah, so the very first time they ever played, um, 
it was in Chicago, and uh, a bunch of uh, Packers fans, rowdy people, went down to Chicago, took the train, and they actually went down the um, what's the Miracle Mile or Magical Mile or whatever the heck they call it. I've never been there. They right don't like downtown Chicago. Um, I, I used to work like two blocks off it. I don't even remember what they call it. Whatever. Um, but the, these Packers fans that took the train were drinking all night on the train. Then they, they're walking into hotels, into stores, just cheering. You know, they probably weren't cheering Go Pack Go, but they were cheering something similar to something, that. Yeah. And, and they're just getting all rowdy. And then uh, the very first Packers Bears game, um, you know, occurs later that day. And uh, one of my favorite um, players ever for, for Packers history, just for the sheer – everyone has to Google this guy. Cub Buck. It's amazing. He's got this this goofy smile, this big pot belly, and he was an All-American at Wisconsin. He was a star for the Packers. Anyway, he gets uh, his nose broken, and the, he gets punched right in the face in the first Packers-Bears game. That kind of set the whole thing kind of uh, in motion. The Packers fans are down there getting rowdy. He gets his nose broken. Um, I think it was 1924 was the first ever ejection in a oh, NFL. All right. Yeah, and it was between both a Packer and Bear started fighting. And imagine how bad it would have had to get in 1924 that they both get ejected. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like someone went to the hospital that day. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe pulled a knife. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Like someone got shot. Yeah. Like, when that was like a real, like a gun we got today, like someone. Someone filled it. They had powder. They're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that was the very, very first Bears-Packers right confrontation. Yeah, right off the bat in the twenties, it was it was bitter, and the Bears crushed them too. The Bears did, right. you know, what I mean? loss over that part, bud. Hey, no, but the Packers bounced back, and I think yeah. by like nineteen thirty-three, the Packers had a, a lead in the all-time series or something like that. Like they got it back, like. And yeah, because I know that it was when they had uh, the Packers recently within the last, whatever, yeah. 10 years, whatever it was, they got it back, and they are like, well, this is the first thing they had to lead since the 30s or whatever. Yeah, 1933, I think, yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's where the, the Bears fans live. Besides 85, they go back to the 30s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so th that was the very first Packers-Bears uh, type of rivalry. So... Is, is there anything else that, that grows that rivalry and in, 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 until later years? Yeah, I mean it's it's the proximity for one, and then it's the it's that just fuels it. And then just think about the difference in um, lifestyles. You know what I mean? The average Green Bay or Wisconsinite, and then the average you know freaking I live in Chicago. You know, during like organized crime, like. There's, there's not two different worlds or more different worlds than. Green. Oh yeah, dude, you think about it. I never thought about that. It, I think that fuels it more than anything. Like, yeah, just, because yeah, 1920 Chicago is a whole different thing than 1920s Green Bay. I don't know a lot about 1920s Green Bay, but the fact, the reason is they didn't make movies about 1920 Green Bay. So right. I, I'm guessing 1920s Green Bay was a pretty well normal to, type of town and. To that point, I sh I do have to uh, give a shout out here. This is um, Cliff Crystals, the Packers um, official Packers historian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I know that name. Yeah, yeah. So so, and that's with the caveat that everything I'm saying is not official by any means. Don't uh, you know what I mean? Don't don't bet the house on it. But but this guy, he's he's as official as it gets. You know, works for the team. He's a real newspaper man. You know, his whole life. He his theory about why the Packers remained. And, and, and one of one of the reasons why uh, 
they didn't fold like, you know, Akron and Racine and all yeah. the other small towns is that in green Bay in those days, they didn't give a crap about prohibition. They kept the bars oh. open. So that's why I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, it's literally in your book. It's part of our yeah. heritage. It saved the Packers because the <laughs> other the other um, owners they liked going to Green Bay because they could drink without fear of. So the pack, So Green Bay didn't didn't recognize prohibition. Well, I guess like yeah. I mean, not I, I wouldn't say, but like not fully. Like there yeah. were you could drink at Green Bay, but well, I yeah. used to I used to hear stories of El Capone used to come to uh, sure. Green Bay. I think it was Marinette. And he used to go up there, and uh, he had a little spot. And he used to get a little drink on. Yeah, El, well, El Capone didn't need to come to Green Bay or Wisconsin <laughs> yeah. to drink. I think he was doing all right by himself. Yeah, maybe but, he yeah. was dropping off a couple dead bodies in the woods on the way. <laughs> yeah, so so that that is uh, so. The, when we go to the when do we go to Green Bay East High School? Because that that's really what I'm interested in. Yeah, I think it was like, like it was it was like mid twenties. I think like 1925. Um, when they went to play at, so was it a school back then or was it just a field and then they built a school next to it? I think it was, I think that's where they, the high school played too. Right. I mean, all that, right, so they were just like, Hey, can we play here too? Yeah, like, right, sweet, I, I, I'd have to like look into that officially, but, um, that's the impression I got is that it was literally just like a high school. You know what I mean? And yeah. That, and, like, and I walked those halls and I have no doubt that that school was there in the twenties because yeah. there was like a dip. Like under the steps, like you would trip until like sophomore year. Like, all right, there's a dip there. I'm ready, but uh, but yeah, like I remember going in that field, and That's like I, I was not an athlete. I, I remember being in gym class, and my gym teacher would call me a squirrel. He'd be <laughs> like, "Quit being a squirrel, Ramage. Do you understand the players that played on this field? And you're gonna run across like a damn squirrel?" <laughs> and you would tell me like. You know the, the 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 Packers were founded on this field, which isn't actual accurate, but I'll give him a pass because I get what he was getting at. Yeah, and, and and they had a tracker on the field, and he would say, "Players ran this field every day. You can't run around it once." <laughs> <laughs> I was not an athlete, right? I but, like uh, that guy. I I want to meet that guy. <laughs> yeah, oh, he cool. he tried to motivate me, but I was like, "There's no motivating me. I only run when I'm being chased. Really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's but fair. uh." So, so Don Hudson, we were at him when I got sidetracked, right? I get sidetracked easily, people. This might be a long one. Sure. Uh, so Don Hudson, he comes in. Then what happens? Oh man, everything. Uh, his first, his his first catch, right? That's the that's the um, that's that's the story. He goes for an eighty yard touchdown, and it's just like from there, it's just like it it's it's. It's it's a it's multiple it's multifaceted though because as much as I love Don Hudson like he's he's the NFL's goat he is he is the Babe Ruth of football and I will literally die on that hill I don't I don't yeah. care what anyone else says he is he is the Babe Ruth you know he played both ways um, and he doesn't get the credit for it like oh like, no. I, I know a lot of Packer fans know him and the people know him are, but like he he's not the Babe Ruth like right. when people talk about him. And I think it's a great comparison. The NFL because, markets its past horribly. Like yeah, baseball, because they, baseball, they're all about their ancient heroes. You know what I mean? That's but, actually that's all they're about. Well, yeah, they, yeah. They skim past like the whole '90s steroid era. Like we're not even going to put them in the Hall of Fame. The most fun decade, <laughs> the most fun decade of baseball ever. Yeah. So, 
Don Hudson came in. So when, when Don Hudson came in, did he just light the league on fire? Like was 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 he it? Like everyone's like, was he like, uh, I don't even know, like Michael Jordan of basketball? Like was he like everyone's like that's that man? Was he the goat? Yeah, I think pretty quickly, um, everyone realized what was happening, and and I think I think Arnie Herber uh, should get some credit here because. He three times Arnie Herber led the NFL, and again they didn't pass much back then. But he led the NFL in completions, passing yards, and touchdowns, and rating. I think in the same season, but at least the first three, he did that three times. Dan Marino did that once, you know. And I know it's like they didn't throw as much back then and all that, but yeah, so yeah, credit too (laughs) to the situation. That that is a really uh, good comparison because people people forget. Like how great Dan Marino was, first of all. Oh my! Like, like Dan Marino, five years, unbelievable. Yeah, like people don't realize. Like talk about Aaron Rodgers, talk about Drew Brees, Tom Brady, whoever you want to talk about. Dan Marino. When I was a kid, like like how old are you? Thirty-one. I, I'm forty-one, right? Which is weird that you know so much more than me. Well, you probably do on a lot of subjects, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know but about that. When I was a kid, Dan Marino was the goat. Like yeah. everyone, like, like people talk about Tom Brady and the rings and all these things. And I'm not a Tom Brady hater. I actually like Tom Brady. I think he's a, seems like a cool person. <laughs> he's sure. just been all over the place. But uh, Tom Brady seems like a really nice guy. I follow him on everything. And I, I get it. Like he, I, I wish he would have stayed in the AFC last year. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like uh, Dan Marino, when I was a kid, was the GOAT. Everyone said it. Everyone said yeah. Dan Marino. They didn't call him the GOAT, but they said he he's the best years. ever. 48 touchdowns in 1984. Yeah. What are, we, what are we doing here? Yeah, everyone said he's the best. And the GOAT, the first time I heard the word GOAT, it was only describing Jerry Rice. That, yeah. For me as a kid, no. as far as I know, I'm not no historian, but I think the, I think the word GOAT was uh, for Jerry Rice. It might have been my, Michael Jordan because I wasn't a huge basketball guy. Mm-hmm. So he might have been referred as the goat as well, but uh, for for me, how I heard the word goat be like born, yeah, is, is it was for Jerry Rice. But yeah, Dan Reno though, everyone said players, everyone was like yeah. Dan Reno, he's the best. And then Joe Montana, but they were like a lot of people said, hey, Jerry Rice is better than Joe Montana, but Joe Montana has a really good team, and he's a very very extremely good quarterback. I mean, yeah, you. I'm not saying Joe Montana isn't, isn't nothing, but I'm saying that. But Dan Marino was respected like like Joe Montana, yeah. in in the '80s. Well, Joe Montana had everything around him, and Dan Marino had nothing around him. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Dan Marino. <laughs> I had to give a shout to Megan here because I know a lot of people feel the same way. As a Packers fan in Connecticut, I cringe when you talk about Brady because <laughs> I actually do like Tom Brady. I don't like him this year. Like I, I wish he would have stayed in New England. I think I think he bailed, and he left when the team was cap screwed, and yeah. he went to a team that could help him win another Super Bowl, and that's what happened. So like I'm not saying that Tom Brady is so almighty great, and he's so all this and that. He's a very smart individual. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I just think he gets too much credit for his hilarious posts yeah. on social media, for one, because he's great on social media. But you know that he has a PR team. He's doing got that. a. I mean, come on. Yeah. He's not coming up with those. No, if he if he is, then shout out to him because yeah, I, I should get like I should get a social media team because I can have some fun, Joe. Yeah, you'd, be, you'd be much less fun. Yeah. So my, my guy Joey chimes in. Dan Fouts. Oh my god, I I was doing some research lately on a, a couple pieces. I'm 
will put out some days. I started working on them in quarantine. I was home every day. And then like, I just, it's, it's hard. You know, you work, you get tired and I haven't finished them yet, but Dan <laughs> for a four year stretch was maybe the best. I mean, one of the best quarterbacks ever. It was awesome. His career as a whole, meh. but when he was in his prime, oh man. Yeah, he's a fun quarterback. Dude, all those guys names. Anyway, we got off target here. We got off target. That's true. Joey, don't get us off target. All right. <laughs> I, I, we're not going to go through the whole Packers history, but let's get to the Lombardi era a little bit here. So, Don Hudson. So, Don Hudson was an awesome player, right? They won. He won some championships, did he? Yeah. So, 1936 is one of my favorite Packers teams ever because it was the first championship they won when. On DirecTV? Down directly. You, you got it. <laughs> no, no uh, it was the first championship that they won um, when it was an actual championship game. It wasn't just best record. It was when the NFL made the switch in 1933 uh-huh. to actually the championship game. It's like the Packers needed that win to uh, legitimize those first championships to be like, so oh, that's a fluke. Can I ask you this? All right. Because, uh, like, obviously, back when they converted AFC, NFC, and all those things, because obviously there was two leagues at one time. Mm hmm. So when you say it was a legit championship, so did they have like the two best records play each other, or like how did they how did, how did they how did they d- determine yeah. that? Yeah. Whereas so it's before, the two best records. Yeah. Before it was just best record, your crown champion, which is yeah. legit. That's the way they did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, um, I that. yeah. Then it was finally, you know, what I mean, uh, uh, two best teams faced off for and it, the playoffs was one game, but it's still legit. I mean, you got to win that one game. You know. Let me ask you this. First of all, I know my answer. It's it's Don Hudson. I don't I don't think that you can compare Don Hudson to any wide receiver in this game. So, so so they won those. All right. So like, let's fast forward a little bit because I, I who I really want to talk about is Paul Horning. And actually, one day I want to have you come on, and I want to talk. A whole show about Paul Horning. I, 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 yeah, I've, I've got I've got an hour of, of Paul Horning stuff. So like, let's not jump that far because I might have you on next week. We might go over to Paul yeah. Horning. All right, so so Don Hudson, so they won that first championship, and then what happened? Um, They, they were competitive as heck. You know, they had so – what, what year is that? I don't mean to keep cutting you off. But it, oh, no, it was uh, 1936 uh, was the first, and uh, that that's when they had um, Arnie Herber at his best. Johnny Blood was still there. Um, you know, this team, it, 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 the 1936 team is like one of the most epic teams because it's got a lot of those like ancient names that you, you, you've oh, heard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, that was like the inflection point when they like intersected and then they won that championship. So um, Curly is still the coach? Yeah, yeah. All right. How long did, how long did, uh, did, did he coach for? Uh, how many seasons? Like 30-something, I want to no say. Oh, shit, huh? Wow. Yeah, yeah he so – yeah. um, he he really was um, one of so was the, one of the greatest coaches in NFL history too, and and, and people just kind of gloss over that too. But he's yeah. he was right up there with Hallis and all those guys in his day. Yeah, because that that's the thing. Like when people talk about NFL coaches, people talk about Belichick, who I have the utmost respect for. I think Belichick's a genius, possibly sure. a cheater, but whatever. I respect oh. cheating too. You know, he, he he cheated a few times. What are you gonna do? It's just yeah, yeah. part of the story. But. The the fact that people don't respect Curly Lambeau as a coach when he won, how much did Curly Lambeau win? He won six uh, world championships, man. Yeah, so like I I I 
I don't buy this whole, well, that was then. They only had this many teams, whatever. He won it. He won in, in, the, in the league he was in. If it wasn't for him, Bill Belichick might not exist. If it wasn't for him, the NFL might not exist. So, like, show people respect who, who built it and who did it at the highest level of, of at their time. I guarantee you, you know, Frank from Tennessee can talk all the smack he wants about Curry Lambeau. I guarantee you Bill Belichick isn't. I guarantee you Don oh, yeah. Shula isn't. Oh, yeah. And all these other great coaches, I guarantee you they're showing uh, guys like uh, Curly Lambeau respect, Vince Lombardi, like all these guys. Like, dude, they, did, they, they were doing it before everybody, and they helped build the league to what it is. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And, and you can only compare guys against the, their era. Yeah. As soon as you start comparing guys like someone from the 30s to someone from the 90s, yeah, you've it's lost, like you lost it. Dude, you can't. You can't even compare Aaron Rodgers to Bart Starr. No, no you, you can't even compare Aaron Rodgers to Dan Marino, let alone Bart Starr. Like no. you can't compare 2000s uh to the 80s. Like, you know, 80s pass interference like is he bleeding? Like, no, he's good. Uh, Brett Favre had more concussions, and they were like, he's like, where's my helmet? Like, you're wearing it. Get out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Think about him trying to do his Iron Man streak in today's NFL. Dude, no. You want to end it after one year. Yeah, because they don't let you. And I, and I, and I respect it because we know more now about right. brain. And you want – I want Aaron Rodgers to raise his grandkids or not raise them, yeah. but, like, right. visit them and know their name. Brett Favre talks about not knowing his – grandkids names and you hear other players are all messed up it's a game and I, I i want them to like know who they're talking to when they're 67 yeah but, uh no doubt yeah so so where do we go from there where where are we at we're in the 40s right yeah so you're talking about when when don hudson won you know what what he did when he was with the team they won in 39 uh 36 39 and 44 so he won three championships he won two MVP awards. Uh, I think it was the Joe F. Carr Trophy. He was the commissioner back then. Um, but he won two MVPs too. So, I mean, he's the first uh, Packer to ever win, like, a legitimate NFL-sanctioned MVP award. And he won he won back-to-back -back years too. So, how long did how long did, did, uh, did he play for? I think he played, what, uh, there's either 10 or 11 seasons. It was a short career. I think he played from thirty-five to forty-five, so whatever that is, eleven so seasons. So, were the were, so the Packers had a slouch year until the Lombardi years? Is that what happened? Oh yeah. So, so it's conventionally called like uh, the wilderness is what they call those years. Um, we define it at, at our site as uh, the only time in Packers history that can be described as after Lambeau and before Lombardi. You know what I mean? It's that that empty space between. And they were. So they were playing at Green Bay East High School this whole time because they went into yeah. Lambeau Field, that 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 site, anyways. Well, actually, it was always the same. I mean, they remodeled it at some point. But w when did they move into Lambeau Field? 57. And it wasn't called Lambeau Field right away, right? It was called, yeah, called Field. New City Stadium. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, and they, that did, was, they didn't that, put too much thought into the name, I got to be honest. No, they are like... It's new. We're in a city, clearly a stadium. You know what's <laughs> I don't funny? See why this is hard for you people to comprehend. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know who could find a better name than this. So <laughs> I, I worked at PDQ Car Wash, right? Nice. And it's about three blocks from Lambeau Field, whatever, four, whatever. I remember because I uh, 
the owner's name is Red Lewis. And I remember people telling me the story. I knew him. He, I was a worker, so it wasn't like he was telling me stories. You know, I was I was a supervisor, whatever. Assistant manager, you might call me. No big <laughs> deal. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just telling you about the story. But oh, uh, people said that because he had a car wash on the east side of Green Bay, and he has them all over now. But uh, people said he built that car wash when – or he bought that site for the, the car wash that's – it's about four or five blocks, whatever it is, from Lambeau Field. It's over, I think there's an Applebee's across the street, a Wendy's over there. It's all that, it's right past the East Town Mall. Sure. But uh, he bought that site when Lambeau Field was built because he knew that that city, Mark, that part of the town was going to build up. And he didn't want to get too close because he thought it might be like Chicago, they said. And right. it would get so <laughs> congested. And, you know, he, he was worried about So he, he bought it just far enough away that, People could actually go in there and get their car washed. And actually, I worked there. And first of all, it's genius to to buy pro. He bought land. He didn't build the car wash for years later. But Packer players would go in there all the time. Sure. Like I, I, I've told this story a few times on my show. But like uh, like Antonio Freeman, Brett Favre's wife, Deanna. Uh, I, I've met a lot. Of Amont Green, Robert nice. Brooks. I, I actually, I don't know about Robert Brooks. He was Just probably in there. I don't, I don't remember him. Just claim it. Yeah, Gilbert Brown though. Gilbert Brown was the nicest guy. He would sign oh, anything. Sweet, it was yeah. our, our it was our policy. You couldn't ask for an autograph. Sure. But yeah. Gilbert Brown was like, I'm giving autographs. I don't care about your policy. I'm gonna <laughs> pull out and I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna sign anything you damn well want. But uh, Ahmad Carroll, I don't know. A lot of people probably don't remember him, and you probably shouldn't. But he was such a dick. I'll just <laughs> say, he thought who the hell he was. And he had like, like six four Impala, straight out of a Dr. Dre video, which is a really nice car. It was all nice. It bounced sure. and all the things. And uh, but he was so cocky. And, and I remember because I'm a Packer fan. Like I was a Packer fan back then. I, I followed the Packers, and I was like, bro, you're not that good for this attitude you're giving me. <laughs> like I get it. I'm the guy who's cleaning your rims, but like, Amon Green was just here. Yeah, yeah, and he and he was nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he probably had to sell that car two years later. So. Yeah, because. Dude, so many guys. Like, Amon Green, I'll just say, he was so nice. That's Kua cool. Brown, so nice. Uh, I I have this funny story about Antonio Freeman. There was, like, a lot of kids worked at the car wash. So this kid's, like, 15, you know, barely got his, like, work permit. And Antonio Freeman, he holds up his little card. Yeah, your car's ready. Antonio Freeman walks up to him, and he says, Wow, you're Antonio Freeman. He said, Yes, I am. And he got his truck and he drove away, <laughs> which I about died laugh watching it. But I, I, I tell that story. I told that story in a few different podcasts. But Antonio Freeman was not mean. Like, he was not an asshole. That yeah. was just funny. Like, what was he going to say? You know what I mean? Like, he, I, a lot of whatever. But he, he was very nice to all the employees that went there. He was like, hey, how are you doing? Shook hands. Most of the players were. like, That's cool. Uh, Brett Favre's wife. Most people didn't bother her, but everyone knew who she was. Sure. They were yeah. like, hello, ma'am. Like, they treated her like a goddess. Like, yeah. I'm not sure she paid for a car wash. She That's as close as a goddess of Green Bay there could ever uh, be. Like, I, I've said it before because, first of all, anybody who's watching or listening, next week I'm going to have you come back on and we're going to pick back up from <laughs> – uh, I, 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 I don't want to go too long, and I really want to hear about Paul Horning getting yeah. the Lombardi years, and we're going to move on. But next next week, we're never going to pick this up. But, yeah, but, like, you're a historian type of guy. Brett Favre is, I, in my opinion, the most loved player from a city 
in NFL history. I don't think I don't think Aaron Rodgers and I love Aaron Rodgers. I think I I love him. I actually like Aaron Rodgers more than Brett Favre, my personal belief, mm-hmm. uh, as of right now. And I, not that I hate Brett Favre, but he you know he he went to play for the Vikings, so it, it diminished him a little bit. But I'm just, I'm just saying is like. I'm not being biased and like, oh, I'm the biggest Brett Favre fan in the world, so I'm going to say this. But Brett Favre, at his peak, like, think about, like, when his dad passed, and I'm not say, I don't, I don't say that to be, like, goofy or because that's a horrible thing to, to pinpoint, but, like, the, the love he got from the league, from the Raiders, from the Raider yeah, fans. From the black hole. Yeah. Dude, he, they, they, they loved – everyone loved it. John Madden, like – he loved Brett. Like, oh, Brett Favre out here. He's like, you know, he's gonna throw the ball and they're gonna catch it. <laughs> I'm not good at impressions. Good. But John Madden loved some Brett. Favre. I love John Madden. Back then, oh, yeah. I love that dude. There's no better memories up, <coughs> up here than uh, John Madden, like calling a, you know, a, a, a like a Thanksgiving Day Packers yeah. Lions game. Like, oh my god, dude. that's as good as it gets. And think about it, because I grew up. In, I, I was born in 1979. My kids always make fun of me. You're a 70s baby. You're old as shit. <laughs> no, but, like, I grew up, like, my neighbor was a Bears fan, and he would roast me. The Packers were horrible. My my uncles and my cousins, my older cousins, they used to bet on, like, first downs because the Packers were horrible. <laughs> so, like, when the Packers in, like, 92, 93, like, 94, they started coming up, and, and then now you have John Madden who was, like, the pinnacle of football, to me at least. Oh, yeah. He was like that man. I didn't know he was a coach at that time. He was just right. Like he was the just a video game guy. He, but he Wilder. was like a god to football. <laughs> yeah. And now he was talking about my quarterback, yeah. like he was the best thing that's ever happened in the NFL. And it was just the coolest thing. Well, and you know, yeah. Brett Favre was a god, bro. I mean, John Madden understood the entertainment aspect of football. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he understood that it's a it's an entertainment product first and foremost and there was no one more entertaining than Favre. i mean ever it's no, just, dude, he would just he was just running around he was like madden yeah he would just run around and then chuck it yeah it was amazing yeah, i got a <laughs> spam call coming in you it was like when it when it says spam risk like oh, i'm definitely gonna answer that one <laughs> no but like it, that's my thing is like dude brett Favre to me is the the most iconic the most Loved player in NFL history at his peak. Not now. I think a lot of that love is lost. I, I I don't I don't hate Favre. I just don't love him. Like I used to go to bat. Like Brett Favre was the best all time. Like yeah. I would argue when Brady was young, but like Brady is better than Favre, and Favre is old. Then I was like, go to hell. Brett Favre is the best to ever play. And, and I don't think that now. I don't think yeah, he, he had the best prime. Yeah, I, I think he was the most fun. He was the most. And, and like I say, I'm not dogging on him now. I'm just saying that, like, I think, I think, I think Aaron Rodgers to me, I, I would take Aaron Rodgers over Favre, prime versus prime, but entertainment wise, yeah, I, I'm not saying that you should. I'm just that's, saying that's a that's a tough one for me. Like, yeah, career. Aaron Rodgers has had the better career. It's not debatable to me. I mean, it's it's by a mile. But prime from that four or five year stretch, I go Favre. Yeah, see, the only thing with me is Favre would. Uh, he gave it up too much. Like he was like, I won't say that joke, but he. <laughs> I'm not gonna go that road. We're a sponsored show, people. Shout out to Quick Trip. So I'm gonna keep that joke to myself. <laughs> but like he, he gave the ball away a little too much, and he, not every year. He, he really played really well with the Vikings. He had years with the Packers that he played well, and when he went to the Jets, I supported the hell out of him. But yeah, I lost every Jets game that year. 
Yeah, I, I told people. Look, it says my heart rate's too high. I get oh. too excited. My, I, my Apple Watch is like, calm your ass down. I'm just doing a podcast. I'm not running. I'm fat. But, uh, yeah, like, but like, Favre was fun. When he went to the Jets, I was good. But I told people, I said, when, when he went to the Vikings, like, if my son got drafted at the Vikings or the Bears, like, I'd support him, but I'm not wearing that damn jersey. Like, <laughs> And I said I didn't support Favre though when he went to the Vikings. I made a lot of jokes. People got mad at me. I lost friends over it, like for real. Yeah. People were like, but like I, I won't support someone playing for the Vikings. When he was done, yeah. I was like, I'm over it. It took me a couple of years. Cause I felt like he w- at that time, not now, I'm over it. At that time I felt like he was taking a jab at the fans, even though it was more Ted Thompson than the sure. fans. But uh I I just I just I love Aaron Rodgers. If he went to play for the Bears, he's dead to me. For a couple years. Yeah, for, for a couple, couple years. years. And I'm not mad at Jamal Williams playing for the Lions. No, I'm no. not mad at HaHa Clan Dix, who was my guy, who I, I love me some HaHa. He played mm-hmm. for the Bears. I'm not mad at him because the Packers traded him to the Redskins or the Washington football yeah, he, team. he didn't choose it. Yeah. He, so I, I, I just felt like Favre, he did it on purpose. And I don't even fault him because I might have done the same thing. Because I feel like the Packers – I'm not sure that, that they did him dirty, but he definitely felt they did. So I don't know. I don't. I don't hold a grudge about. No, I don't care. But uh, at, at that time, I did. I I, I had some feelings for Brett. People were like, "Well, what if Brett Favre pulled up in a car next to you at a red light? What would you say?" And I remember at this time, this is when he played for the Vikings. I said I'd tell him to go to hell, <laughs> and I believe I I meant that so fiercely. Not now. I'd be like, "Yo, what's up?" Uh, I I hope all the good things for Brett, and then like. You know, cut the grass, do all the. That's all they talked about back in the day. Mm-hmm. He's gonna go. He's gonna retire. He's gonna cut grass. Like, bro, I cut grass every damn weekend. No one gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, everyone. Hey, I appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, what's up, Mark? Mark said, "Look at Matt doing big with a smartwatch." Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out my watch, Mark. All right. No, but uh, we got our guy Joey in here. He's old, so he's talking about Lynn Dickey. Lynn Dickey was uh, passing great to in the early days. Yo, we're, we're definitely gonna get into that. Yo, Lynn Dickey, heck yeah, man. I don't rem- I, I I don't remember that. I I do because I was that was when I was coming up. But like, uh, I don't remember the players <laughs> at that time because I was yeah, so young. Yeah. I was born in '79, so I. But I definitely remember Lynn Dickey. Like I see the highlights, I see other things. But it just you don't see him as much as like Bart Starr because, you know, he won stuff. Yeah, you but, gotta uh, win. <laughs> yeah, but like I I I got much love for Lynn Dickey or whatever. Yeah. But anyways, people, everyone. So uh let me get this banner up here real quick. Everyone, <laughs> make sure to subscribe. You don't have to share retweet because that would be pointless if we're done now. But um uh, subscribe on YouTube if you're if you're, wherever you're watching, if you're watching on Facebook, if you're listening on uh, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever podcast situation. Be sure to uh, subscribe or follow or however it works wherever you're watching. But uh, Daniel Zilmer from PackersHistory.com. Dude, hey, I was a little worried, Daniel. When yeah. I had you on, I was like, hopefully he can talk into a mic. Hopefully he can uh, <laughs> do that. I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but a lot of people you have mine and then they're not good. Yeah. They end up being as good as I am. I'm like, well, I need someone a little better than me. <laughs> But you ended up being a little bit better than me, so I appreciate it. We, we got to do this next week. We'll catch up uh, when maybe Paul Horning was drafted. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, and, and we, we, we'll talk about the – because I know the Paul Horning era was like – he was almost like, uh, I'm good until Lombardi came along. But anyway, we don't want to get into that yet. <laughs> we'll save it. You got to save it. 
Yeah, we gotta save it. But hey, I appreciate everyone for tuning in. If whether you're watching on Facebook, whether you're watching on YouTube, and if you miss the whole thing, you can watch back on YouTube or Facebook. Also, iTunes, Spotify, and all the podcast places tomorrow. And I truly appreciate you. Everyone, check out PackersHistory.com. You can search all types of stuff. You can do all the things over there. Get knowledge. Get smarter. You know, grow as a people. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right. Matt Ramage Show. Shout out to Quick Trip. Go, you know, before we get out of here real quick one time, you know, you don't have to go to fast food, people. You don't got to go to all the fast food restaurants. Take yourself to Quick Trip. They got you hooked up. They got chicken. They got macaroni and cheese. They got a hot ham and Swiss sandwich, which is delicious. They got, like, uh, barbecue stuff. They got, dude, Quick Trip's got everything. Don't ruin yourself going to fast food, people. Take yourself to Quick Trip. Tell them Matt Ramage sent you, baby. 